You are listening to an exclusive on PodHub Network. Your city, your podcast. To the delight of this crowd, McClendon marches down the dugout steps with first base. McCutcheon's throw. The runner breaks to the plate. Here's the throw. Wow. It's out. The Buckos win. You are listening to the North Shore 9 Podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, make sure to watch NS9 Live every Thursday on Twitch and help support by becoming a patron. Let's go, Bucks! Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to NS9 Live. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, Tyler, Jim, Thursday. What up? We have to talk about the Pirates tonight. We have to a little bit. At least, really? at least they gave us the opportunity to like digest that, walk away, right? It's not coming straight after the game. Yeah, I didn't watch the game today, so not at all. Have Nothing. A, Zilch. Don't, don't have a lot to say. I didn't watch the game at all. Uh, I was, I had a pretty busy work afternoon, so yeah, I didn't catch any of it. But it looks like it was actually kind of fun compared to the previous games in the series. I caught a good four innings, maybe. Uh, oh, I guess I mean, As, just because of how pathetic the first two were, I guess by default, yeah, but... True. Yeah, I mean, there were three hits total in the first two games. So they, they want us to talk about Kanye West instead, actually. I'm good with that. We can, we can talk about Kanye West. I get a whole hour's worth of how... Donna's not out, and I'm pissed. No, no. Although we, you had- said we. Yeah. We no. does not mean just John Quill. <laughs> Stop it. All right, fine. Go back to the Pirates. No, actually, I I did watch the Do game, but I missed that? all the good stuff. I missed both calm ran home good runs. Stuff. Yeah, the calm ran home runs. Colin ran two home runs. Brian Reynolds home run. Yeah, caught Blue. that. Anthony offered four strikeouts. What? What? Oh, Jim, you hater. And there it is. <laughs> Jim. I'm going to make a pull. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. God. All right, we're going to get to the Alfred talk here in a second, for sure. But, uh, yeah, about this game. The Pirates, they've dropped eight in a row now. Okay, like, this is bad. This is not good. You know, the, the, at least the first part. Depends the, what side of the fence you're on. Yeah, I know. No, it's it's bad. It's pretty it's still bad. bad. No, <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, yeah. you, like the thing is, you said like depending on what side of the fence on. Like the Pirates were losing before, but they were interesting. You know, like we we we, we kept talking about. It. At least it's fun. Like this isn't two twenty twenty Pirates. The twenty twenty one Pirates are still losing. Like they're still on course of getting a good draft pick and such, but. They're at least watchable. And something hey, I've hey, really been seeing. Calm right now, the hell down, JT. What? Calm you down, JT Brubaker. Yeah, you were saying we're not that. talking about having fun while we're losing every yeah. game ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Before we get there, too, God damn these pirates. Listen, like that's this we have now entered. I mean, tell me, tell me I'm wrong. We have now entered 2020 Pirates territory where this team has like it's really officially becoming unwatchable. 
It's very unwatchable right now. That's why they're on my phone and not the TV half the time. There are a few things to watch and and be happy about, but yeah, yeah like the overall product, Brian Hayes. <laughs> the, the, the the overall it's, product though is it's it's getting bad. I mean, like like I mean, the, the title of this is what Pirates drop eight straight eight straight losses. I feel like this is the second time in like a matter of a month where you know we've had a you know a six or seven or eight game losing streak. Yeah, I mean it's getting bad. Um, just kind of everything is just falling apart at the same time. Uh, pitching, pitching's breaking down. The offense is just disappearing. Today, when the offense does show up, the pitching doesn't show up. So, yeah, it's nothing's going right for him right now. And we fully expected it, right? After I mean, we're, you know, we're at we're at what now a fifty-eight win pace currently. Fifty-eight what, win pace. Was that what today's loss? Yeah, it's like 57.8 win pace. Um, so, so yeah, I, mean, I think if you're going to see that number probably trickle down a little bit. You know, the further we get in here, I, I, said, I think we all kind of realized once we lost Frazier, once we lost Anderson, you know, those are two two big parts of uh, of the little success that the Pirates were having. So taking them out of the equation was not good. From a, they are, from a major league team product standpoint. In my opinion right now, the one reason to watch is Bryce Wilson. Like, uh, he'll make me tune in every fifth day just to see what we got there. Maybe one and a half days because I still have a slight inkling of wanting to watch Mitch Keller, but I don't. I'd rather just watch the stat line sometimes and be like, yep, yeah, you sucked again. Cool. Click. Yeah. <clears throat> I but mean, Bryce Wilson way, has like, been slightly still, okay. There's still Brian Reynolds. I mean, like he's he's at least he's. Do got I want to tune in to watch him go? Like, do I want to tune in and watch him hit four times a game and waste three hours of my night? No. Yeah. I Will I? Yeah, because we are all psychopaths. It, it's hard to watch an incomplete baseball right. game just for one player, like you say, bat four times. That's why no one knows who Mike Trout is. So I get that aspect. Yeah. But. I guess if you're going on lists of things, I mean, you have to include Brian Reynolds, right? He would be one of the people you want to watch. But I'm with you on Bryce Wilson. Uh, uh, like, like, we got to find out what he is, you know, these next few months to kind of gauge, you know, going the next year. I mean, that was the trade. So he's here. I'd, so far, he's looked pretty good. Yeah, and I'd throw Hoy Park in that as well. Like, when For he's sure. hitting off, I'll tune in and then maybe click a few channels up, go watch that mouse, and then click back down. It's about time for him to hit again. Yeah, I mean, if you can, if you have a top of the order that's Park, Hayes, Reynolds, that's at least you know three extremely watchable guys. Um, that's the first thing. Out, out, yeah. <laughs> outside of that, though, it uh, it it's not great. Colin Moran, though, good. He's actually looked good since coming off the the IL. Yeah. Um, he had what? He had the only two hits in yesterday's game, I believe. Mm-hmm. Well, so, uh, hmm. I think he did. Yeah, it was just two hits yeah. yesterday. Yeah, wow. two hits yesterday, and Moran had both. Yeah. So, so it's good to see him uh, rolling. I, I still don't know really what his future is. I don't know if he's somebody who would be traded over the offseason. I don't know if he's somebody you bring back and he's your starting first baseman and 
and just kind of hope he does okay. He's he hasn't played a lot this year, but his overall stat line isn't bad. You know, um, it's not good. It's fine, right? And I, I but but at the same time, like Colin Moran isn't going to be a part of this team when they're competitive, right? So. You know, do you just kind of hang on to him as somebody to just play the position? Um, or do you see if there's anybody out there who who could use him? But, uh, I mean, he's got 116 weighted runs created plus from the left side of the plate. I and mean, there's there's probably a team that, that would that would use that. He's got 116 right now, but he started day like 102. <laughs> 107. Okay, that's, yeah. that's somewhat fair, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just feel like it's, it's a lost season for him. It really sucks. You know the injuries has really derailed things, because I'm still I'm still intrigued by him. You know, like what he has done, he has improved every single year. Like last year was decent. This year he started off really hot. The injuries just like you know, really, really took away from this year. So I would be okay like holding on to Colin Rand next year as well. I mean, if you get a if you get a deal for him, which it's not going to be much. I mean, he's a first baseman. It's not going to be much, you know, especially what he provides. Mm-hmm. So if you get an offer for him and you trade him, I'm cool with it. But also be okay with them uh, holding on to Moran into next season. Because almost like what you're saying too, Jim, like who's really there at first base anyways? It's almost like the Stallings effect to a degree. Although you can find an, a, a free agent, first baseman on the cheap. But, you know, it's like you right. don't really have anyone anyways. So you could just kind of keep them and then look at the deal with the next deadline or such or even next offseason. Yeah, I mean, he's know. not blocking anybody right now. Like, there's no one hammering the. There's no one like pounding on the door who's who's you know worthy of playing time at first base right now. So, yeah, if you're going to keep him, fine. And then, and I don't know, maybe hope he just keeps improving. Like I said, you mentioned year over year improvement the last three years. So maybe he gets a little bit better next year, and then that's when you can flip him for something. You know, I, I, yeah, I, I'm. I'm fine with bringing him back, but I'm also probably fine if they find somebody who wants to give them something for him. I'm fine with that too at this point. I don't know. I kind of think we're at a point with Moran where we saw like a Ben Gamble that with more at bats, he's shown he might be a competent major leaguer. Colin Moran might be getting exposed the more at bats he gets. He might just be a bench bat type of guy. And I know you mentioned bringing him back next year, but Denardo also mentioned. How many first bases can you find on the cheap? You can improve on that position and then flip that guy if you really need to. Why do we need to hang on to a super average at best first baseman? That's a good point. That's a good point. That's, I mean, some of that ties into the fact that we talked about, like, you know, the possibility of a Moran extension and such, and how it doesn't really quite make sense to even extend Moran because just, just find a cheap first baseman for $6 million every single year. It could be a new guy every single year, and I'm cool with that. It's going to be $6 million, and he might provide better you know, production than Moran would anyway. So, yeah, yeah, I'm cool with that. Um, Park, Park's been playing well. I guess. <laughs> I guess that's I mean, where it stops. Peace. Castro, not so much. Park is a guy I think that we're all really, really rooting for. But he's not hitting the ball that hard. The numbers are through the roof. But 
it's going to be a while before we really know. Right now, it's kind of optimistic, I guess, but not really because there's a reason there he was traded for Clay Holmes. We're hoping for a utility player, and people that are hoping for above that are kind of crazy. Yeah, I'm hoping. For so I think. Yeah, I so mean, I mean, great. I think for every day, but. Yeah, I think ideally you're looking at Hoy Park as somebody who can pretty much play any position and you can plug him in at any point in time to really just give somebody a day off, right? I like I don't know if Hoy Park's going to be somebody where you know he becomes your everyday shortstop or everyday second baseman or everyday left fielder. Like I I, just, I don't see that happening, but the versatility is 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 good to see. So far, he's definitely held his own against major league pitching. I mean, we're at what 40 plate appearances now. He's not striking out a lot. He's at a 22% strikeout rate, which is pretty much right where he was in AAA. Um, the walk rate, you know, he drew a walk today. Maybe you'd like to see that be a little bit higher. Um, but I mean, so far, I, I don't have any complaints about him. I, I think he's he's doing just fine for somebody who's getting really his first look. In, in the majors, uh, definitely someone who I feel like the Pirates should be playing every day um, or at least like five or six times a week. Uh, they, they need to figure out if this is someone who they want to hang on to. And, and just my, my just kind of first impression of them is, yeah, I mean, this is a guy who is pretty valuable because of his versatility and he seems like he can hold his own at the plate. All agree with you. Yeah. No, I'm. I like to swing. He can clearly hold his own at shortstop, or else they wouldn't be throwing him there. And I think he's played decently okay there. He can play pretty much everywhere. Um, it's just I don't know that the bat's going to be an everyday type of bat, but either way, you have to see what you have with him. So yeah. Kevin Newman, no. Gone. <laughs> don't care. Don't want to see Kevin Newman. Don't want to see who... I don't even want to see Castro over him right now. I Let us see Hoy Park. So yeah. I think I think we've pretty much all... We're pretty much all done with Kevin Newman. <laughs> like, I think, I think... I don't know if there's a single person out there who's like, hey, let's get Kevin Newman in the lineup. Um, I think, I think we've all seen enough. There yeah. are. We've there's, all, there's people. I was getting I, I was getting where. pushed back. I'm not not to the degree of you, Jim, when you're talking your ish okay. on Alpha. I, I get when I was out there putting Newman stats, I mean people were like supporting and defending him. I I didn't get it. I don't understand. Well, I mean, he, I you know, it. he's you know, I know the bat's not good, but the glove's there, and you know, he, he's at like close to zero war. And I'm like, that's that's the definition of replacement player. <laughs> you know, I get responses back of, well, what, what does it matter? Look at the pirates are bad anyway, so he's just like he's just the same as the pirates. Okay, great. He's the worst shortstop in baseball. Proven. It's a proven fact. He's the worst like the shortstop are, in baseball. Don't defend that. The pirates are better off throwing a Danny Hetchavery out there every day. Better glove and a better yeah. bat. It's a better bat. Right. That's and a better glove, probably. They're and, better off throwing almost anyone. <laughs> I you could pick anybody. Um, <laughs> but I'm saying he's like a throwback to the old days where 
everyone thought Jack Wilson was great for a year because he had God, he's not even average. average. I I know. <laughs> I'm saying he, where that was a very very good year where he wasn't that great hitting wise. Mm-hmm. We're going back to that day. No, we're not in that world anymore. I, but George stops are supposed to hit. Here's like I get where you're coming from, Tyler. I know where you're coming from. But he's even bad for the throwbacks. Yeah, he is. That's, that's the thing. He's not even a he's starting Ronnie shortstop. In, no, he's not even Okay, him. he's worse than Ronnie Cedeno. That's what we're now getting the at. the glove's a little better. That's what we're getting at. He's worse than Ronnie Cedeno. That All would right, be an upgrade. Me, he's Brian Bixler. Might also be an upgrade. I'm running out names there. I think like what we're trying to... I mean. He's a 47 weighted runs created plus. Who does that? <laughs> That's just simply, it's not, it's not even like acceptable. Brian Bixler, you know, his last year had a 57 weighted runs created plus. Like Brian Bixler was a better hitter than Kevin Newman. So there's so many shortstops out there. And I, I, I'm not really, I don't think you have to have a shortstop nowadays that like, you don't have to have a Fernando Tatis Jr. It would be nice. Right, you don't have to have a shortstop. Who, <laughs> hey guys, you don't who, have to have an MVP player. <laughs> like you can you don't get have away have, with it. You don't have to have a shortstop who mashes, right? Like I don't, I don't think that's a requirement. Um, you can get by with a shortstop with a good glove and a and an, a below average bat, but it just means you need to have you know bats at other positions, which the Pirates don't have. Still comes down to um, roster construction. Yeah, I mean, if you, Jim, you have the below average bat. This is not no. below average bat. He's no, not no, Jordy exactly. Mercer. That's what I mean. That's He's what not I mean. Clint Barmas. Oh, no, that's what I mean. But if Kevin Newman playing the defense he is right now and he had a 90 weighted runs created plus, he'd be a valuable player. You could have essentially a Jacob Stallings at shortstop. It's kind of what you're alluding to. Yeah. Yeah. Like someone who's actually useful. Although Stallings bat has been about average, but but right. So like there, there is a place for that type of player, but he is not that. Like he is, like I mean, as we've mentioned multiple times, statistically he is the worst hitter in Major League Baseball, and it's not even close. I truly think he could bunt every at bat and have a higher weighted runs created plus. This is an experiment I do want to see. I'm, I'm fully on board, even with even with the defense knowing that it's coming because he does it every single time. And the amount of ground balls he hits in the infield. And swinging bunts, you would think at like just maybe have 10 of those that go for a base hit. There you go. Keep them honest. Mm. I'm fully down with that because I agree. But what are we doing here? We might throw him in a leadoff hitter every now and then. All right, let's move on from Kevin Newman because I'm done with this. We said we're done with Kevin Newman and it's turning to a Kevin Newman segment. We're done with Kevin oh, Newman. Man. There was Move just forward. a walk off, walk off home run in the Field of Dreams game. That's pretty neat. I have the game off. Cool. I don't wow. care. I... Steelers are on. Who hit it? <laughs> Tim Anderson. Nice. I didn't realize it was going to be that close. Jeez. Well, uh, Hendricks blew it in the ninth. He gave up four. Gave up four runs. <laughs> You guys watch Dwayne Haskins? No football. He was throwing. <laughs> he was throwing darts all over the field tonight. Good, actually. 
I'm only saying no, they that don't, they because... don't show preseason football games here. No, uh, it's no. tough life out there in Kentucky. Ryan's message to us in our chat. Um, yeah, I'm here for the Haskins stuff just to have like Twitter meltdowns. Like, I just want Haskins to do well, so everyone's just like going wild. I love Steelers Twitter. It's a great time of the year. Just makes me and you know the Pirate fans like just feel good about ourselves, guys. At least we don't look foolish like you. <laughs> I love football season. I'm ready, yeah. especially when the Pirates are doing what they're doing. Oh, uh, it's gonna be bad. All right, so we're moving on from Kevin Newman. Uh, let's get let's get down to it. So, Jim, your friend, your best bud, you know, <laughs> your main God, your main were, man, Anthony, Anthony there was Alford. A, there was a great segue there about football to Anthony Alford to this that we just completely missed. Great. So anyways, so Anthony Alford, Jim, <laughs> your compadre, your pies on. All right. So he comes out, Jim poo poos all over him. Anthony Alford comes out, goes three for four, two doubles. He also has a, he also had a five-star catch, right? So everyone's just shitting on Jim. Jim, I'll let you take the floor once again because you are correct. Today he had a game which added on to these stats. So go ahead and, and enlighten us about Anthony Alford. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I said it on Wednesday. Like Anthony Alford has done enough in AAA to, to at least get this opportunity. Um, but the 34% strike rate and the 454 Babbitt in AAA just – it's a recipe for disaster in major league baseball. And I think we're, you know, I think we, we all kind of were hoping that there was a different Anthony Alford that was going to be better than what he was in the beginning of the year. And uh, I, I think he's just starting to show that he's not that, I mean, it, it's a small sample size, right? So, I mean, that's always a caveat, but you're, you're not seeing a change in behavior um, or a change in, in the outcome from what we saw at the beginning of the year, he's still striking out at an alarming rate. Um, 0 for 4 with four strikeouts today. And he was 0 for 2 with two strikeouts yesterday. I mean, it, I, don't, I don't know how many times he's been putting the ball in play even lately. So, uh, no, yesterday he actually didn't strike out. I, I was that? you're right. Um, I was, was going to lead us but, off. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, he went 3 for 4, right? But since that game, he went yeah. 1 for 4 with two strikeouts. Over three with three strikeouts, over two with no strikeouts, and then today over four with four strikeouts. So it's he's just striking out. He's just striking out. It's yeah. I mean that's it. I mean it, it's he strikes out way too much to to be a major league baseball player. Like unfortunately, he's just he's he's not that guy. <laughs> um, he's he's. He's good AAA depth. It seems like again, he's not he's not young. Like we're talking about a twenty seven year old. Like like I don't really know what's like, people were saying. There's some parts of him that are interesting. I'm not really seeing anything that's that's interesting at this point. His legs. I just he's, think that Jim doesn't like the black player is. that's <laughs> playing in the outfield. Jeez, how barstool like of you. <laughs> God. <laughs> but really though, anyway. we've had this conver- we've had this conversation so many times yeah. that 
I think me and Jim were both on the same page every time Anthony Alpha got brought up. The guy's not interesting. He's never shown anything worth being interest, interested in. He's athletic. Good for him. He can't hit a baseball. This is baseball. You got to hit it. He sucks. He yeah. struck out eight times in 12 plate appearances. What are we doing here? Yeah. The, you know what would have been where... great? Playing Brian Goodwood. In hindsight, I think we can all. all say uh, that I'm was, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I remit, I could probably pull that old clip of me saying play Goodwin. I think we when can we all were say in that. the Fowler. I think, yeah, I think we all said that actually. Probably. I can but play the hindsight. The one guy that too, didn't, I'm just baffled he didn't get one plate appearance. Yeah, yeah. and they played Fowler, Alfred, every other Kai Tom, every other dog shit person that come through this minor league system. But the one guy that's actually shown that you get hit in the major league baseball didn't get a chance. <laughs> yeah, that was just odd, uh, especially because I mean, I guess it just had to do with the roster crunch. Like they didn't want to DFA somebody because he he was a minor leagues minor, minor league free agent. But but no, I mean, I I I remember that when we signed Goodwin, I was like, okay, well, this is our starting center fielder. Like I didn't even think twice. I, I just assumed that, that that was going to be the case. And then, you know, throughout spring training, apparently this turned it turned into a competition, and really none of them played well in spring training. Um, and he was the odd man out. And uh, yeah, looking back now, he's but to your point, play- And again, right, like none of them performed, which is correct. But then, mm-hmm. with that being said, it's like it's not like Alfred earned the job. No, none of them earned it. Right, but it's almost like they were looking at it as a we need. Someone just buy time for Travis Swaggerty. And this is going to be the easiest way to do it roster wise. Sure. Yeah. I, I think it just, I think it just came down to, they didn't think having Goodwin on the roster was worth DFAing somebody. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what they didn't look to. at that roster well enough then. Because they had to DFA oh, 80 right. of them this year. <laughs> To go back to Alfred, like I'll, I'll disagree a little bit when you say he's not interesting. I mean, I'm I'm interested because he has, he's very athletic. He has talents, right? So I'm interested to find out. So am I. What he can do, but like to that degree, we f- we found out, and like this is why I'll have Jim's back on this. Everyone's like coming after Jim. I mean, it turned into like true statements. I mean, Jim was very definitive in how he felt about Anthony Alfred. And I don't think it was just because he picked Anthony Alford one day and said, I hate you. Although, I mean, you know, I, I do have to say there, there's definitely something against the name of Anthony. You know, he treats them differently. They're, they don't get the respect they deserve. But it's not it's as if middle Jim name, just, by the way. Actually, I don't think I knew that. So <laughs> <laughs> that's why you hate yourself so much, too. All yeah, right. Exactly. So, like, it's not as if you just picked them out, but there's clear traits yeah. to Anthony Alford that just doesn't resonate as an MLB player. And he's shown it well enough in the majors, like his his tenure in the majors, and then we got sent down to the minors. That stuff wasn't corrected. So even though he was hitting for, you know, this average, which had a lot of empty stuff behind it, if you look through it, it's not going to translate. And Jim just said that he's not. He's not a good player. And what's happening? He's showing that he's not a good player. For all three of us, the reasons we we thought it was going to happen either, and he's doing it again. Like he's just striking out all the time. He can't hit. Sure, yeah, he's if terrible. he makes contact, 
something might happen because he's an athletic dude, but he can't hit. He just can't do it. And he's proving it. Like Billy Hamilton is athletic as well, but at least he really could do something like also a better hitter than Kevin Newman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. Just stick him back at shortstop. God, it's it's actually looking at his numbers. Yeah, significantly better than Kevin Newman. <laughs> well, regardless, yeah, Anthony Alford was never interesting. I don't care what you say, Leonardo. He was not interesting. The guy can't hit a major league fastball. He's not good. I get it. He hit in the minors. Whatever. I'd rather go watch Hoy Park play in the outfield every day and not take a bets away because I know that's exactly what's going to happen at some point that, well, we got to get Newman and Alfred in the lineup. Just give me some quad a bench bat that you're not going to be tempted to put in the lineup. Or recognize that's what Alfred is. Yeah, but well, yeah, I guess, but he's a pinch runner. He's a playoff, like 40 man type of dude. I mean, is, you he that, is even that though? Like, no, he hasn't really. But I'm being nice. That, he hasn't even really demonstrated that he's like an elite stolen base guy. I mean, he had nine stolen Jim, bases and triple. Trying to be nice here. We know he's bad, but we're trying to defend you because he, a poll was put out about you. And I just want well, because I, I want to make because sure you're like, a we, big we barstool up. guy. Mm-hmm. I All because you're a big barstool guy. I know. But but seriously, like it just, it, I, I'm over this. I mean, I said it in the podcast. I, I was fine with the idea of bringing him up, right? My whole thing was he earned the right to have a second attempt. Now, the length of that second oh, attempt is going to be basically does. And I'm already done. Like at this point in time, I'm done. The minute that Gamble can come off that IL, which it sounds like there's going to be a short stint anyways, the minute mm-hmm. he's allowed to come off that IL, Alfred's gone. Sorry. It's it's this whole thing's over with. Should be. I mean, I think I think that's gonna be kind of the the straw that that breaks the back there is yeah, once Gamble gets activated, Alfred's gone. I mean, even at this time, even at this point in time, once Kai Tom is activated, and I mean that's I'm not saying Kai Tom's any good, but at least Kai Tom has one skill. Which is just not swinging and getting walks. <laughs> his skill is I'm but, tiny. <laughs> his skill is just his skill is he doesn't swing. Here's right? my strike zone. So, so he walks like 10, 12 percent of the time. Um, yeah, I, I mean, once there's an outfielder there who's eligible to come off the IL and ready to go, yeah, I'm I'm done with him at this. I don't point. know, man. I'm just at the point where. I don't even think the Alfred experiment was worth it. I'd rather just throw Jared Olive up and let him play. Because we yeah, know yeah. 1,000% Alfred's not part of the future. He's not a major leaguer. We are 95% sure that Olive is. I can't. Argue yeah, that. I mean, I'm I, I'm not not very high on Oliva either, but uh, there's definitely a little bit more there to be interested about than than Alford. 
just because I, his I think I think Alford's already kind of proven that he's not a major leaguer. Oliva just hasn't proven it yet. I, I agree with you, Tyler. Like, I don't think there's a lot there with Oliva. Um, you know, he's at best, at the absolute very best, like a, a fifth outfielder, if that even exists on teams anymore. Um, but again, we suck. So at least let's let's see if if that's what he is. Because we've got this 40-man roster crunch coming up. And I mean, Oliva's certainly a guy who was a DFA candidate this offseason. So let's see. Let's see if he is or not. I'm with you. All right. So we're done with Alfred. We're done with Newman. Um, I think we're done with this team. So let's let's go ahead and get to these comments. Um, so Mackie tweeted them out today. Let me pull this tweeter machine up. So oh, Mackie God. tweeted out today the comments from Brew Baker, who mind you, so JT Brew Baker today capitalizing on his fine string of starts today goes five innings five earned four strikeouts two walks two home runs now the home runs have completely plagued him uh i don't know the the running count is now like over the last 12 starts i think he has like 15 home runs given up something like that something pretty egregious the home run ball like him and will crow like the home run ball just absolutely kills them they cannot keep the ball in the park uh i of course have more Faith in JT Brubaker than I do Will Crow, though, of course. But JT Brubaker comes out of this start, getting shelled once again, season ERA at 513, and says, guys are having fun. The more we have fun, the more the game's going to become fun. The more winning's going to happen. It's just kind of a chain reaction there. It's coming. It's right around the corner. You just got shelled. You wouldn't be in any rotation in any any team except for maybe the Diamondbacks right now. And like these are your comments coming after. And and what I want to say is like this alone is pretty bad. But it's it's not just because of this one comment that I want to bring this up. This is really days after Keller makes his return. He makes his start. He looks awful and tells people how good he felt. I'm getting worried. We've had our talks about Shelton. Like, Shelton needs to not be anywhere near this next regime, right? But comments like these are starting to worry me. Because, like, what is this culture that that we're building right now? I mean, I guess good for Shelton for building a culture that is enjoying themselves. Aside from that, like you're enjoying yourself by sucking. Like I had fun playing on my slow pitch softball team that went two and eleven. It wasn't enjoyable, I guess. But I, uh, but even on your on your beer league softball like team, yeah, you're, you're I still wanted off. to kill myself because I was annoyed because we sucked. This this is what like really irritates me to a degree. Okay. So I understand, I, I guess I can separate the two, but I don't think it needs to be in the same realm. I can understand that mm. it's 162 games. It's a grind. And part of you as a manager has to keep the, the, the clubhouse loose together. You know, the one thing I will say about this club, and this goes back since Shelton, since last year, is they don't give up. Like, I thoroughly believe that. You know, They didn't give Clint, up on their Clint Hurdle either, though. 
mm. until that last year. Until say, that last uh, year. Okay. Yeah. Correct. I believe that. But there's also, and Tyler, you and I have had these conversations because we had, you know, a podcast back when Glenn was here. Unfortunately, with Jim, we didn't. So I don't know your thoughts, but I've always felt that's one thing I liked about Clint Hurdle. He was that player's coach. He might not have been, you know, the mastermind of strategy. <laughs> I think we all can agree to that. But he knew how to keep the clubhouse together, I felt. He was like that player's manager. So with this club, I can say under Shell, they haven't given up. At least there's that positive. But you can't, like, everything just can't be fun. Like, where's the accountability? The, to Jim's, like, last year, Jim had approved time and time again. I can't, I can't count how many times you said it, Jim. This club is not actively tanking. Because there's no way as a player... You accept that. You know, these are the most competitive people in the entire world. And with that being said, you guys being the most competitive people in the entire world, to be okay and accepting of being this terrible. Like, I don't even care, Mitch Keller, your work on things. You did that and your comments were, well, actually felt pretty good. You know, I know I just gave up like 38 home runs and 45 earned runs, you know, in this game. But I felt good. Like, no, like I'm not I'm not hearing that right now. You know, and then when JT Brubaker gets lit up again, right? This is a pattern. This is just one game. He gets lit up again. And he comes out and says, Well, you know, we're just trying to have fun. And if we keep having fun, we'll get better. That's not look, that doesn't lead to success. So I'm a little bit torn on this. I, I I like that, uh, like, I want them to have fun, right? <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's still baseball, right? Uh, but, but you shouldn't be having fun, like, while you're actively sucking. <laughs> like, you're you on can... a 58 fucking win pace. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that's not fun. Like, you suck. There is, like, you're not going to tell me that, like, being one hit and then being two hit like should be fun you know back-to-back games and then being swept and then losing your eighth game in a row that shouldn't be fun like you mentioned about keller like keller shouldn't be saying that he feels good after a start where he gets just completely roughed up um that's that's a loser's mentality that's when you that that's when you're like not really focusing on 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 you know the the actual competitive part of the sport like you're you need to get instructional leagues yeah right like this isn't like this is major league baseball you need to get people out if you can't get people out you shouldn't be feeling good about yourself um i'm not gonna get like up in arms on this comment i i because i don't really know what context he was in you know maybe he's saying you know it's still fun around the clubhouse still fun being around the guys but I mean, obviously, I don't think anybody has fun while they're losing all these games. Like, I don't think that's a real thing. Like, so I, I don't. I'd like to. I'd like to maybe dig a little bit deeper into the comment. Um, I, I think just in general, it's probably good that Shelton at least has these guys still in a in a, in a positive attitude right because i mean you, you could just completely give up on everything so it sounds like they haven't done that at least um that's what they did last year is they they pretty much completely gave up it seemed like 
Um, so I, I don't know. I, I've got a mixed bag on this quote just because I'd like to dig a little bit deeper into it. But uh, you, you definitely don't want your, you definitely don't want to get to the point though where players are accepting defeat, right? That's that's where you kind of have a problem. Like you don't want to build a culture where this is an acceptable thing, right? This losing this this men losing by this much in this fashion and and these many times, it's not acceptable. And and yeah, there needs to be some accountability. And so that's. I think that's another reason why us as fans get so frustrated when we see Kevin Newman get, you know, penciled into the lineup every single day. Like, where's the accountability here? You know, like Kevin Newman does, he doesn't deserve this much playing time. Like I I know that there aren't a ton of other people who were, who were, you know, maybe deserving of that time who were, you know, making a case for it, but like Kevin Newman doesn't deserve to be in the lineup six days a week. So like at what point are we going to say, hey, you're not doing what you need to be doing? It's not happening. Like you're losing playing time. Um, we haven't really seen that yet. So again, I I, I kind of look at it both ways. It's frustrating. You definitely like I said, you definitely don't want people to get complacent and thinking mm-hmm. that this is acceptable. That's that's when you fall into trouble because then none of these guys are ever really going to win because they're not even really going to know how to. So I th- this is just going to be what they are. I do think Jim does bring up a good point about this Brubaker quote that context does matter in the grand scheme of that. Um, going back to the Keller quote about feeling good, I don't think that's really a as bad as a quote. I'm shaking in my chair because I'm kind of annoyed. <laughs> But I going back to the Keller quote, I don't think that's as bad as some people might think, just because what we've seen with Keller, where most of the issues seem to be mental, him feeling good about his stuff that day might not be the worst thing in the world. But when we're talking about a team that's lost eight in a row and talking about having fun, it's going to irk a lot of people. And the people that go there and watch you play, I know it sounds really lame because yeah, they're a bunch of paid athletes and it's a sport and it doesn't really matter. And they should be having fun, blah, blah, blah. But Jim just brought up the culture part of it. How are we okay? Just losing eight in a row. And then we're going to the media and be like, yeah, we're having fun in here. I know context matters, but maybe we rethink that. Mm -hmm. And maybe we say, yeah, this sucks. Maybe we should get better, especially when we have a team full of not great players. And none of these players are very good, maybe one or two. So if you're not that good of a player, maybe we shouldn't be having that much fun if we suck every day. And that's why I want to like bring this back up again, because like if it was just this quote and not the color one, right, that I brought, not the color one, I'd probably look at this and side more, I guess, with like what Jim... I, we might not even be talking about it too much, you know, because it, it might just be it is what it is. It's one time, no big deal. But it does come after the Keller one. And I wasn't like the Keller one left a bad taste in my mouth to begin with. But and, and much so we didn't talk about then. Right. Because it just eh, kind of like the Tyler's point. It is what it is. OK, so maybe it felt good. It's a lot of mentality thing. But now like seeing this and it's like 
this is becoming a pattern. Is this bigger than what it is? You know, I'm I'm beginning to worry. Like this is now on my radar is where I'm getting at. Because you're right. Like when you talk about having fun, Jim, I get that. And that's why I said like you still need that. And that's where like the two can be separated. To me, fun happens before the game. After the game, there's no more there's no fun. Like you can't you can't be having fun. You can't be talking about fun. You can't be enjoying yourself when you just got wrecked by I mean, you had ninety-eight year old Wainwright throw Maddox at you the other day. Right? His arm fell off twice, you know. Five years ago, he's written off. He, he throws a Maddox. You can't hit, get a hit off of him, you know, and, and you've lost eight in a row, and you're talking about fun after the game. Like, that, that ceases then. Tomorrow you wake up, it's a new day. Get loose, prepare for that next game. But that, today that game happened. I don't want to hear you talking about fun. I don't want to hear you talking about you know, I look good and it's it's okay, you know. I know the results weren't there and and we didn't win and and I looked terrible, but I felt good. That's a very to me a dangerous mentality to have in this stage of your career, which is the major leagues. The part of it is these are a bunch of guys that are fighting for another major league spot. A lot of you guys aren't going to be in the major leagues. How are you having fun going over four? You're not going to have a job next year. Yeah, and that's the other thing. At this point in time, these guys are, I mean, this is an audition for for next year, right? Because there aren't too many people on this roster that, you know, are locked in for a job next year. You you can can probably count them on, you can probably count them on on two hands, right? The, the people who are like, okay, he's he will be back next year on I mean, a major team. Um, I got my hand one has hand. five fingers. Yeah, I think I'm good. <laughs> I I can't count more than that. Uh, I mean, I, I'm talking about not even back with the Pirates, but like, there's probably <laughs> six or seven guys who are like, I'll at least be a major leaguer next year. Um, okay, but. Uh, yeah, and so so for the rest of the team, the other 18 or 19 guys, like you're literally like it's do or die time for you. Like you need to perform right now so that you have a job next year. And, and yeah, you want to have fun doing it, but it's not fun if you're not if you're not winning and producing at the you know, the level that you should be. So yeah, I I, I Again, I, 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 the context is important for a quote like that. But yeah, what you really want to see are you want to see your you want to see players be a little upset and, and pissed off whenever they're not doing well. And I think that was that was one of the things that was so frustrating. People people didn't like about Pedro Alvarez. Right? Is like he could he could be over twenty and with eighteen strikeouts, and you know he'd look exactly the same as when he you know was was mashing balls like they were like you know why don't why don't you get mad um i think that's more of a to stupid me, that's pittsburgh fan very different i very. and i agree with you right there's that's different like that's more of like a demeanor thing um this is more of a I mean, keeping your emotions that, in check you know? i'm fully i'm right. i'm okay with because for some people that doesn't work with I agree. I agree with that. Um, but like when, when you are asked the question, like, Hey, are you happy with how you're doing? You, you, yeah. Your comment can't be, 
yeah, I know I didn't do very well and we lost for the eighth time in a row, but we're having fun. <laughs> you know, you just can't say that. Like, that's just a, that's just, that's communications 101. It's a college course. You, I mean, you just got to read the room a little bit. And one of them beers real quick. <laughs> Tyler's had enough. But, and, 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 and again, I, I know this is going like very psychoanalytical here or whatever, but to that being said, Brubaker, that's one of the things we liked about Brubaker. Like you keep talking about being that dude, like with Keller. Brubaker doesn't have the stuff that Keller has, but Brubaker's had that mentality. And that's, that's what kind of takes me back to like mm. this coming out of his mouth right now is to me disappointing. I'm not going to go too much further into this because we'll move what on. What a guy. And I'm also like with you, Jim. Like, I, I'm not going to tear this team apart now because of this, but this is now on my radar. Now I'm more in tuned. I want to hear and pick up on these cues of what they're saying because if they're still talking more and more about fun and things are okay, I'm worried. I don't even, I'm not waiting until the next window of opportunity. Like this is it for Sean. If I'm here this the rest of the year, I don't want him next year because we're that we're that one year closer to that next winning team, and this this got to end now. So that's yes. Wait for the it's on. Wait radar. for the Kevin Newman. Wait for the wait for the Kevin Newman quote later this week. That's I mean saying he's just you know he's just out there having fun. I'd have to look into it, but Sheldon's probably in the territory of one of the worst like managerial records of all time. <laughs> He's got to be close. I mean, that team last year was bad. And <laughs> yeah, count this, and this one ran in. it though. It was just this 60 games. Like still. Yeah. Winning percentage wise. Win. Yeah. You're probably about right. He's towards the bottom. I'm sure. And I know he hasn't given much, but he hasn't outperformed anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the one thing I guess you could say is, you know, he hasn't really done anything yet that is giving you any sort of uh, positive vibes mm-hmm. about his future. Yeah, we're not talking like a 2011 Clint Hurdle team that would, yeah. and I know it's not the same, but 11 Clint Hurdle when they came out on fire and it was like, where the hell did this come from? Mm-hmm. So Derek Shelton is currently 60. And 115. 60 and 115. That's awful. Where does that... You're my number guy right now. Where's that rank? I don't know. I'm not sure where that ranks. I... I would do... I would have to dig a little bit more on that. Like, that's bad. It's bad, but I do also feel it's a little unfair. Leonardo... All you could throw all three of us out there right now, and we'd have a better winning percentage. See, or at least the same. We'd have at least the same. He's. Not, I mean, listen, listen. I'm not. I'm not here. Like, we are advocating. talking about like a 25 win. Per- I'm just saying you can I think it's win a that many games just showing up. Because really, he's got like a season's worth under his belt. But yeah, the worst season's worth ever. Okay. No. <laughs> I mean, the Diamondbacks are are doing what they're doing right now. It's bad, man. Anyways, I'm not going to dwell too much on that. Um, I'd be, if I'm Sheldon, I'd be tempted to resign so that (laughs) it doesn't hurt my future. Okay, Okay, Chris Davis. So there there have been 
360 managers in Major League Baseball. Um, that's it. So, uh, that's yeah, what I that's, thought too. That's what I'm showing here. Is that since right, 19? Hold on. Uh, this is just people who have managed at least 315 games. So apparently that's a that's a qualifier in this. Yeah, Sheldon hasn't managed so, that many, has he? He hasn't managed that many. But so let's say if Sheldon qualified for this particular stat, right? Okay. There okay. there were 300, 360 managers. Uh, Shelton's winning percentage would rank three fifty seventh. So he's he's the Eric Gonzalez to whoever's the Kevin Newman on that list. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Here, let's see if I can take make this list bigger. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Let's make it like one hundred eight hundred twenty eight managers ever. Okay. So eight hundred twenty eight. That even sounds Shelton. So That's crazy. Yeah. Sheldon ranked 689. Okay. What's so, see, Tyler, he wasn't the worst. <laughs> there are a few managers on here who are at zero. Um, there's apparently one dude back in the 1870s. He went to, uh, there's actually two people in 1872 went 0-11. But if you modernize this thing... He's probably one of the absolute worst. All right. So Shelton's bad. We understand that. We know that. Um, again, just so you all know, I'm very much tuned into these comments and now how this team is acting, responding, and what they're saying because I'm, I'm worried. I'm on high alert now. But I don't know what that said. This team's bad. Was there anything else that stood out in this game or in these past series that you wanted to bring up and talk about? Michael, I Adam Wainwright looked really good. He did, but at the same time, we that two saver looks so good. I, it, I mean, I will give credit where it's due. It did flash a little like prime Wainwright. He's he's having a really good season this year. And that's what I'm just dumbfounded on. Yeah. Like, yeah, he is. When's this guy going to go away finally? Because we thought it was done like five years ago. And now he's here throwing like, what is it, like a 327 ERA on the season? Bernardo, <laughs> you, know? you know what I want to, you know what I slightly want to talk about? The guy who's not playing baseball anymore? Yeah. Yeah. And the guy that just beat the Pirates. Yeah. Jake Arietta, cry. <sighs> There's one part of our Pirates fandom that has been happy. And that piss rocket ruined it. <laughs> this guy has been a below average or average, slightly above average, but mainly like average below average his entire career. Mm. And then one year, he's just absolutely unhittable. Jake Arrieta. And it just happens to be the year that the Pirates run into him in the wildcard game. And it, and, I would say even narrow it down. He was good, but there was a half season where he was unhittable. That half season, mm -hmm. he was unhittable. Like you would watch David Ross sit there or Contreras, whoever it was, not move the glove. And he would get calls a couple inches, couple inches, couple inches, which he earned them. 
but the reason I bring it up though is with the hap start with the Phillies is the whole thing came back around that the Pirates just started to hap. So since North Shore Nine wasn't around at that time, looking back, who should they have started? Because I think it doesn't matter. Well, I mean, that's the whole thing. It doesn't matter. But unfortunately, it doesn't matter. Was there a blunder? Probably. But it just doesn't matter. Like, that's the story of, of the Pirates Wild Gardens. You know, obviously, except for the Cueto yeah. one, which ended up working in the Pirates' favor here. But, like, it just wouldn't have mattered. With Arietta and Bumbagarner, it just would not have mattered who was on that other side. Because. Yeah. But I think Pirates it's even win. more that Arietta one. Because the Arietta one hurts more to me because I feel like that was the team that really had a chance to make some noise. That team was good. Oh, yeah, it was. There was there are very few teams that could have matched up in a five-game series with that pitching staff. They just might have picked the wrong one to play the wild, to pitch the wild card game. And there might have been a few blunders along the line, like Garrett Cole going the entire second half of the season, throwing to Chris Stewart, and then we throw him to Cervelli. In the Walker game, which once these are all things I was on board with at the time, but looking back, it's very frustrating. And good lord, that was six years ago. It was right. So, I mean, I remember at the time. I mean, so in, in order to fully answer this question, right, you have to also kind of go to that final weekend of the year, right? So. They were playing um, the Cardinals, I think, right? And was that was the, the final se- series. Was it the final one or the I, series before? I think it was the last series. You know what? I it, can't remember. Um, you might be right. I think but, it was the last one, but it didn't matter at that point, right? Is that what? And it, it was to? one of. Well, no, it, it it mattered. Like if the Pirates would have won the last two games, then. I think if the Pirates would have swept, they would have won the division, right? So they started, and, and they started Garrett Cole one of those games, and that was kind of the thing. Like, do you do you just not start Cole and just hold him, or do you see? I feel like that was 2014. Him, you're right? talking about when they started Volquez because they started Cole. That's that was right. against the you're the right. Reds. 2014 against the Reds. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I got a big brain. Um, so yeah, never mind. Never mind. I don't know. I, I, at, the, at the end of the day, you're right. At the end of the day, you're right. It doesn't. It didn't even matter who we threw at that. No, I don't think game. it mattered. Um, but yeah, yeah. Obviously, I mean, they didn't start the right guy. <laughs> and I remember going back to that year, Hap pitching against the Cardinals, and I think Hurdle pulled him after like five, like one hit inning. And it was when he was just cruising. It was in the middle of happy and hap at that point. And I remember people talking about starting happy in the wild card game and just thinking they were crazy. Now looking back, the way he was pitching that time, it might have been the right call. But regardless, Arietta was so damn unhittable. That's, and yeah. it really just is so painful to look back and think. We ran into Arietta and Bumgarner. I mean, Arietta had team was so good. A complete game. He had nine innings, 
Five hits, zero walks, 11 strikeouts. And if you look back in that Cubs, what did it matter? If I remember right, the Pirates had like bases loaded and Marte hit like a hundred and some mile per hour, like double play right at the shortstop. Yep. That was in the uh, seventh ish, sixth ish. Bottom of the sixth inning. Yeah, it was four nothing. Uh, single line out hit by pitch single. So yeah, base was loaded one out in the bottom of the sixth and then Marte. Yeah. I mean, he smoked the ball, but yeah, double play it in the inning. Yeah. But it sucks, man. It does. It sucks. Like I, it, I, yeah, I, it sucks. I get everything, but like, it just, it sucks. <sighs> I hate the wild card. I do. I, I, I know it. it's, it's like, the Pirates were the first to really be introduced into this. And so it's like personal, right? Oh, because you're a Pirate fan. Yeah. Oh, because this, that. But like, honestly, that it, it's dumb. I, I hate, I hate, I hate the one card wild. One card. The one game wild card. <laughs> because it, it just, it's yeah. it's not, it takes everything away. It's so much luck. It's so much, it's who did you end up pitching? Who do you have left? You know, I mean, they had area to line up. It a lot it affected a lot of things in 2013 too. I mean, 2013, you mm-hmm. think about it. If we didn't have to play that wild card game, then you wouldn't have to have used Liriano there. You know, you could have started Liriano twice in the NLDS. So, no, nah, it 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 definitely sucks because like the Pirates finally make the playoffs, and then for <laughs> three years in a row they've got to do this stupid one 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 game playoff that was just introduced. Um, whereas if they would have done it any other year. Right, they'd be in an actual five game series. Right. So I get the frustration. Like, why can't the pirates, you know, go in the wild card and there's like a Tanaka or a Barrios in there who's just, you know, falling apart in the, the year? No. They right. get Man. historically. I mean, good they, were, Jake they did have Johnny Cueto, which led to probably the one of the top five best Pittsburgh moments. Sure. Sure. But I'm talking well, about the other two as I, well, you know. Historically good Arietta, and then like there's historically good Madison Mumgarner. I will fully admit that I after that 13 Walker game, I was like, oh God, I love this one game playoff. It's so fun. And then 14 happened, and then 15 yep. happened. And I was like, this shit sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yep. This is terrible. We, we won 98 games, and I'm done watching baseball on in October. On October 1st, I'm done. I just can't get into. I think that was that was the most that was the most frustrating part. Game. I mean, it was it was basically the best pirates team of our entire lives, and that, they they didn't even get to play yeah. in a playoff series. I don't think I've ever been more excited than that Cardinal series in 2015 at the All Star break. Oh, like the one right before. Oh yeah, oh yeah. One cut yeah. to Hober. I yeah. won't. Yeah. I was at a. I will say I was at a bar that had shocking bare-skinned ladies for a bachelor party. Watching that game on my phone, and I got yelled at for having my phone up <laughs> because they thought I was filming. I was watching the Pirates. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, I wish you were filming. <laughs> I'm like, like, are you kidding No, me? they just... No, nah, Chris Stewart just hit up. 
freaking single. <laughs> oh, you guys know how to really like just end a podcast, don't you? Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> like it wasn't miserable <laughs> enough. We're talking about how this team's unwatchable, and Tyler's like Trump card. <laughs> 2015 wildcard game. Jake Arietta. Let's end this. I, think, I mean, I think Dave, Dave Joust was managing that game because Hurdle got tossed after Cervelli lost his mind about the foul ball. Hmm. Yeah, what a good Fun team fact, that was. That was a great team. And that's Blanco's going back to war. <laughs> going back to Arietta though, like I mean, it was it, was, it is it was the reason team. I don't like him because yeah. like the guy could have just been terrible his whole career and let us be happy just raking off of John Lester in that wild card game. But no, kid to ruin it. I mean, honestly speaking, you know, and I full hardly believe this. You know, if they get past that wild card game. They have a legit, like a legit shot being the World Series for sure. Absolutely, I think everyone was on board at that point that whoever won that wild card game was going to beat the Cardinals. Probably. Well, I mean, you think if you win that game, then it sets you up. Cole in Game One, Cole in Game Five. You know, if you needed them in the NLDS. So yeah, it it would have it would have set up a nice it would have set up nicely for the Pirates. But yeah, it didn't happen. You know what's? I mean, we're, talk about revisionary history. But anyways, so like all the woes, right, with pirates culture and everything. Do you think that there's like any change of the perception of pirates baseball if they get past that and they go into like an NBA? So absolutely, like absolutely, how, like. That's another reason that I hate Jake Arietta, right? Because everything we're dealing, like all this shit that Pirates fans are dealing with right now, right? And like with the media, whomever, like how much does that change if they get past him and likely move on? I think the Pirates if, might become like kind of like America's team if they actually become good. Because we saw a little bit of it, but they kind of had the bad boys with them because they had the Reds and the Pirates like back and forth, hit by pitch. So they, it might be like a, I don't want to say like a, because I hate Cleveland, the Cavaliers when they won. Mm. Well, I was saying, what about the Royals? Sort of. I think a lot of people didn't like the Royals because Ventura threw at everyone and their mother. Eh. And they got in fights every week. So why, so why the, didn't people like it? <laughs> because some people actually don't like that. I don't think anybody really cared about the Royals in general. <laughs> I, I, I think of the same thing would have had, like if the Pirates would have actually moved on and say that, that they, they ended up even being in the World Series, people would have been like, oh, this is such a stupid World Series. The Pirates are in it. Mm. Just like how it was with the Royals. I, I, think I think in general, see, the baseball know. community was I not think a super lot of, excited about the Royals winning a World Series. I think a lot. I rooted for the Royals. I think a lot of people would root for the Pirates. I, I feel like I feel baseball, maybe it's me personally, but I feel it's the exact opposite. 
Like I feel the baseball community is always tired of seeing Yankees, Dodgers, you know, all this, that when a team like the world's come through and for the most part, everyone loves an underdog story, right? That's part of it. But then like in the baseball culture, I feel like it's even more of a reason. Like when you see those type of teams, they all gravitate because, okay, well, they got to take down the, but you know, they got to take down, which was the Mets at the time. And then who else? Who else did they play? Cubs, I think. No, they didn't play Cubs. I'm sorry. Um, they played the Mets in the World Series and they played Giants, didn't they? They played Giants one year. They beat the Mets, played the Giants, didn't they? Because Bumgarner threw sense. in game seven. Oh, yeah, Bumgarner threw in, mm-hmm. Yeah, he threw in game seven after throwing in game six. There you go. So maybe the Giants so much because I feel like they're not up there even though they should, but even the Mets. But regardless, I just feel like that's, you know, it's always a thing like in baseball community, you know, take out the big guys. I still think at the end of the day, like people will say that they're tired of watching the Red Sox and the Yankees, but at the end of the day, the Red Sox are playing the Yankees. The ratings are going to be higher. Well, yeah, because that's who they want to see. There's 6 million people in that city watching the one team. Right. And there's 3 million Pirates fans in the entire country. But those are people like those. I mean, they count the same. So I, I don't really buy that. Like when the Royals were in the World Series, I didn't care about watching the Royals. Not gonna lie. So I, I don't think it. I don't think a, I mean I watched it, but like I don't think a random, I don't think like a Padres fan or like a Diamondbacks fan or a Rockies fan is gonna be like, oh, the Pirates are in the World Series. This is gonna be great. Somebody new. Let's go. Let's go, Bucks. You know? No, no but they might think. But they might be like drive to work the next day and be like, oh, Pirates won. Nice. So I, I guess where I'm at is right. Like the Dodgers fans are going to hate it. The Red Sox, the Yankees fans are going to hate it. But like that Twins fan is like, let's go Bucks, Right. Maybe, maybe. That A's, but that again, A's fans are like, let's go Bucks. But again, that's such a small. Right. The, but but then you got all the numbers. small amount of people. Like, you know, I'll, I'll, this is, <laughs> we got the electoral college going on here right now. Right. Like I understand like the, the herb, like the cities don't, but we got Midtown America. You know, we're getting all the red. <laughs> you know, we don't have like the most populous states, but we're represented in those electoral votes, Jim. And I think what you would see. We're getting see, all the numbers that way. Like, I don't <laughs> think you would see people who like who are rooting for the pirates, but I think you definitely would see people who were just like shitting on them less, right? Like every time the pirates tra- make a trade, even if it's an absolutely worthwhile trade to make, Oh, well, you know, sell the team. The Pirates can't believe they're doing this, right? Like, like there, there were national media people who, you know, were calling for the head of Bob Nutting when we traded Adam Frazier. Well, it's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Like, why not? <laughs> like, why would you not trade Adam Frazier right now? Um, so I, I think if like the Pirates would have advanced and like won a World Series, that talk may stop a little bit. But again, it, it, it really never stopped with the Marlins, too. I mean, I know it's a little bit maybe of a different story because they gutted the entire team like right after. But I, I don't know. I don't know if it would change a whole lot from a matter of like what people like people aren't going to start rooting for the Pirates. I think locally I they would have locally. So, I think it would have grown the fan base a lot. And I think that locally part's correct because we just watched the race in the World Series. I don't think anybody gives a shit about the race. 
I think yeah, a no lot reason. more people give a shit about the pirates. The, like infinitely amount, uh, infinite more amount of people care about the pirates than the race. Like if the pirates were to get to the, where the race are, this town would, or Pittsburgh, I don't live in that town, but Pittsburgh would go insane. I mean, it went insane. Well, like the penguins that. would be, the <laughs> penguins that, would be, the penguins would be a cast off. I think there's enough room for everybody to, to eat as far as the, the sports teams go. But like we saw it in 2015, like down the stretch in 2015, the last two months of the season, I mean, PNC Park was sold out every game. I mean, PNC but blackout, if, you know, like that. What I'm thing. saying is like, it's not like going to be the Rays where they're in the World Series. Like, man, eh, they got, they bring 10,000 every game. Who cares? Yeah, they're, they're not in the same stratosphere, right? As the Rays. From People actually point. will care. People will care. Yep. A lot. Good point, Tyler. Glad you got that beer. She gone. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> enough of 2015. Let's let's get out of here. Yeah. yeah so yep. now that we're an hour 15 into this, yeah, let's uh, let's wrap this up. So, anything else you guys wanted to bring up? I'm not talking to you, Tyler. Just you, Jim. Absolutely. I was say, nope. I gotta pee. Absolutely nothing else. I wanna. I want to talk about let's 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 uh mention the the charity raffle real quick yeah i was gonna say i forgot that yeah. so i'll bring it up now so yeah so um not this sunday but next sunday i guess it is it's coming up so august 22nd is the pirates charities day since it's a day game uh the game's at two o'clock but as we've done every year you know if you haven't watched the video or seen the tweets yet go ahead and check out our website it's on there but um this will be the fourth year in a row that we're doing the pirates charity Obviously, you know, the real reason of it is, you know, it used to be $250 to get a backpack. Now they're down to 200 which is kind of cool. But still, not everyone has like $200 to spend, right? But they're kind of cool stuff. So our thought of doing this is it's a way of collecting money to help this donation and cause for Pirates Charities, which is a really cool cause. And if you don't know what it is, check it out. But um, yeah, what we're doing is, you know, all you have to donate is at least $10. For every $10 you donate, you'll get one ticket. And for every $200 we collect, of course, we're raffling off a, uh, a bag to someone who's going to win it. So, so again, like example, you give $30, you get three tickets into the raffle, and you got a chance to win a backpack. So what we're going to do is we're going to go live in the third inning of that game on Sunday. We're going to cut off the donations. We'll do the drawing, and we'll stream it live, and we'll announce the winners. So, so as mentioned, it's just always $10 at least. Uh, you can check out the webpage, NorthShore9.com. There's a link there as well. Pirates chair raffle charities raffle. I forget what it is, but it's on the site. Click the <laughs> link. <laughs> and um, that's the GoFundMe a little bit of uh, about it and everything. So goes for a good cause. We would really appreciate the support. We've collected $2,200 last, last year. So hoping to, uh, to expand upon that and hopefully get donate more. Yep. Great cause. It's a great idea by Denarder and Ryan. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Definitely, so. definitely something I recommend doing because it's good. Not everybody can, not everybody can, you know, swing the full amount for a bag. And, and this kind of gives you a way to, to donate what you can and uh, still get a chance for, for some cool prizes. Yeah. Yep. Two autograph baseballs in there, two future game tickets and uh, a lot of other cool stuff. So, Check out the page. And another another part of it, I will promise you when I donate, if for some reason I win it, 
I will donate it back to someone else that donated. Cool. If you know what I mean. Like if I were yeah. to win it, I will give it back right. to another person. <laughs> I've got something planned. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Maybe oh, I'll announce cool. it tomorrow. Well, we'll uh, just go fuck it. Uh, <laughs> fudge yourself there, Jim. All right. All right. So if you're listening to this, that announcement probably already happened. But anyways, we'll, we'll talk to you later. We'll be back for Starbucks next week. Bye-bye. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Later, guys.